0: Welcome and greetings, career-minded superstars. You are listening to the exclusive Career Coach, your podcast for all things career. And I'm Lisa Edwards, the indispensable career coach for superstars just like you. Now let's dig into this week's topic, shall we? Greetings. How are you doing? How's your summer going? I, I was thinking about this morning that it feels like it hasn't been summer and I think it's because those normal things that we associate with summer, like barbecues and Fourth of July fireworks and going to the beach, have not happened for many of us. They certainly haven't happened for me here in North Florida. So it, it feels like I'm waiting for summer to happen. And, and of course, it's going to be over before probably it starts with all the weirdness. But I hope you're staying safe and, and healthy. And uh, we want to talk today about how to have difficult conversations at work. And what's interesting to me about this topic is that I was thinking as I was preparing this, I was making a parallel. And one of the difficulties that I struggled with when I was in higher education administration was having difficult conversations with my employees. And it was because I I believed that they might throw back in my face something that I was doing wrong, that the fact that I was having to, you know, discipline them or correct them or whatever that conversation was about, that they would say, oh, well, I saw you do that thing, or I saw you do this other thing that's worse than the thing you're talking to me about. And it really kept me from having those conversations in a timely manner. And in fact, I kind of let things that wouldn't have been, you know, catastrophes or wouldn't have been big issues kind of sometimes boil into big issues because I didn't deal with it promptly. And recently in my, in my personal life, I had to have that kind of a conversation with a service provider. And I saw myself having the same emotions about having that conversation with her. Oh, well, she'll just quit and then I won't have anybody and, you know, blah, blah. And it was so interesting to watch my brain do that and to recognize that it was that old pattern of thinking that was rearing its ugly head again and, in fact, had the conversation. It went famously and swimmingly and and things are much better now. So it was just an evidence, another data point, that it is so important to have those difficult conversations and the fact that they are uncomfortable is no excuse not to have them. So what we want to look at today is how do you have those conversations without one or both of you feeling like you've been run over and left for roadkill, right? How can you have this in a way that moves the relationship forward? And to do that, it has to be not a matter of right and wrong, right? Nobody's right. Nobody's wrong. We are going to make a decision together about this thing we disagree about. And we're not going to have a winner and a loser in this conversation. And I want to give you four steps that sound super simple and they are not to make this happen. So step one is to really listen to the other person. Allow them to tell you why they believe they are right. Let them have all the time that they need to vent their point of view. And your challenge is to listen without interrupting. You don't get to defend your position You don't get to argue with them, nor do you get to display nonverbal cues such as, you know, crossing your arms because you think they're full of crap or showing on your face that you don't believe them or don't agree with them. You need to to really keep an open um, physical appearance and then also keep your mouth shut. And it really takes practice. This is not easy to do. So you want to make sure that the other person feels completely heard. They feel like they've had a chance to say all the things that they want to say relative to this this disagreement. And then your step two, when you get to speak, is you get to say one sentence to state your position on the matter. That's it. So you're not going to dwell on the problem, dwell on the points of disagreement, You've heard the other person. You know where they're coming from. You formulate one sentence that tells them what you think about the matter. And it's not an attack on them. It's not It's not anything to do with the other person. It's, okay, this is how I see it. So if it's an example of, let's say that the two of you are um, working at a company and the other person is in sales and you're the marketing person and you're creating the marketing for this new product, um, that the company has created. And of course, the salespeople are the ones who are going to, you know, benefit or not from that marketing. And so he said, okay, here's how I think we should, um, you know, market this product. Here's what I think we, here's the target audience. Here's the prod, this process. I think we need to go through all of that. And then you might say you, in your one sentence, well, I, I, you know, I, I think that social media really is the best way to go. I think you're trying to be more old school about it. And I think what this product requires is social media approach. So it's just one sentence. Your temptation in this step is going to be to vent, right? To, to let them know about all the things that, they are misconf- that they're confused about, that they've misconstrued. But that's not the point. That, that dwells on the problem. So you get that one sentence to be succinct and state your point of view. Then step three is for you to state the points of agreement. So you've heard the other person's point of view. You know your own point of view. So now you want to come up with what we both agree on. We both agree this is a fantastic product. We both agree that the target market is X. We both agree that the um, you know the sales potential for this product is Y. You know whatever it is, and it may be very few and far between. There may be very few points of agreement with this other person, but you want to find them and put them out on the table because that is going to move you towards a um, a resolution. And then step four is to brainstorm solutions. So now that you figured out how you disagree, what you both agree on, um, what, you know, what, what, where you've come together on this process, now you want to start brainstorming solutions. You do not want to go backwards to rehashing the problem, making it personal. That's a big no-no. Here's where you start coming up with possible solutions. Okay, so, you know, I think we should use social media to market this product because of X, Y, and Z. You think that we should employ camels to roam around the country and with signs on their back. Um, All right. So let's see what we can do to kind of bring those two things together. Right. So do we, how about if we get a camel as our spokes camel for the product and we put a sign on his back and then we use that for our social media campaign. So now you've got the other person's thing about camels really wanted to use camels for this product. You really wanted to use social media. What if we put the two together and what that might look like. So I encourage you to practice this process with, you know, you can do it with family members, significant others, as well as with people that you work with. It is a process that takes practice. It is not what we naturally want to do. We naturally want to argue and let things, often things will get contentious. And of course, the problem with that is that it's not moving towards a solution. It's definitely not moving the relationship forward. It is damaging that relationship perhaps in Uh, irreparably. So again, number one, let them state their point of view. Let them go as long as they need to go to say what is important to them and what they believe to be true. Number two, you get one sentence to state your point of view. Number three, you're going to then focus on the points of agreement between the two of you. And then number four, Brainstorm possible solutions coming, moving forward, moving the relationship forward, moving the project, the thing, whatever it is you've disagreed about, moving that forward. So that's kind of the win-win situation for everybody. Everybody's heard. Everybody has a chance to state their point of view, and you aren't damaging the relationship. So this is a pretty short one today, um, but short can sometimes be... A really good little, you know, nugget of information. So I encourage you in the next, you know, while this is fresh in your mind in the next week, look at where there is an opportunity in your life. I doubt that you'll have to create a disagreement. (laughs) There will be one organically. And look for an opportunity to kind of practice this. And, um, you know, if it's with a spouse, you could even... um, you know, kind of say, okay, here's what I'm doing. I'm learning this new way of doing things. So um, here's what's going on and kind of walking them through, getting them on side with the process. So even if, you know, they disagree because your spouse thinks you should take the garbage out, you know, the night before and you think you should take the garbage out that morning, (laughs) you, um, you can still walk them through. If it's not too contentious, you can walk them through the process with you. And so maybe they learn how to do this as well. All right. As always, I want to be your career coach. Please check out the show notes. I'm doing a free webinar every week on Thursdays at four o'clock right now um, as I record this. That may change in the later fall, but I do intend to do these for the foreseeable future. And I'm grouping them into topics by month. And so for the month of August, the topic is going to be the job search. Last month, I talked about LinkedIn. And there will be a different angle a different perspective every week in the webinar so there's no repetition during that month and it's a chance for you to ask me questions it's a chance to get coached by me it's a pretty cool situation we go for up to an hour on those webinars and uh, they're free absolutely free you do have to register for them so look in the notes for the um, the card uh, c-a-r-r-d.co so that you can register for one or all of the august webinars and also, if you would like to discuss working with me one on one, you can schedule a 45 minute consult. There's no obligation. And what I'm going to do in that consult is listen to where you're at now, where you want to get to, what you've done to get there so far. And I'm going to ask you really good, insightful questions, and then I'm going to prescribe for you. And if that prescription involves working with me, I will tell you what that looks like. And if I think that I'm not the person for you, I will hopefully be able to refer you to someone who can help you. So, uh, And always the social. So I play most on LinkedIn, Instagram, and then my Facebook business page, Exclusive Career Coaching. On Instagram, it's lisa.edwards and on LinkedIn, you can find me as long as you spell my first name right, L-E-S-A, and I will see you next week. You've been listening to the Exclusive Career Coach with Lisa Edwards, CEO of Exclusive Career Coaching. It would be great if you would rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. Also, I want to be your career coach, so be sure to ask questions about your career management challenges and job search situation. Until next time.